Welcome to Lead with Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Lead With Less. I'm Tash Peterson, your host, and today I am doing a podcast episode on the five things that I needed to shift and readjust when I return to work. So I, if you haven't been following me for a while, I am a new mum. Can I still say new if Jake is over a year old <laughs> by the time this episode is released? Probably, I can still say new. So we became parents in June of 2022 and I took about four and a half months completely off work, off my business and at four and a half months to find a little bit of connection with myself, to find a little bit of connection in this new world and this new whole paradigm shift of becoming a mum, I decided to come back to work doing two calls a month which felt like a really empowering and reconnecting thing that I decided was the best for me but even with that slow transition I didn't fully come back into my business until six months Uh, we in New Zealand here we get government paid parental leave and while you are getting government paid parental leave you can't work so I finished my government paid parental leave a little bit early so that I could come back and do some work in a friend's company that I was coaching in and then at six months I transitioned back into my business two days a week so two days a week I worked I work Kyle my husband and I both work from home so I was still breastfeeding I still am breastfeeding so still feeding Jake putting him down for naps but then the rest of the time Kyle would look after Jake and I would work in my office and then Kyle then works three days a week and I do mothering those three days a week so coming back to work two days a week was definitely a huge shift coming from before maternity leave where I could just work really whenever I wanted there was no restriction on my time Uh, there was no need to really think about anything else other than really spending time with Kyle and having time off at the weekends I could kind of just work and do whatever I wanted during the week but since becoming a parent time is obviously a lot more constricted your time is not fully your own anymore and the time that you have available to do work work on your business work on your dreams work on your goals your hobbies things like that becomes very limited or focused or intentional I should I would like to say and so there were really a lot of things that I needed to shift both 
practically in terms of how I worked and how I used my time and then also mentally in terms of mindset in terms of what I was expecting of myself what I was believing all of those things in order to create some sense of peace in my brain uh, and also some sense of a balanced blend between business work and life and parenting and all of those things and there are a lot of my friends who are new mums who are returning back to work so I thought this episode would be really helpful to share some of the realities that I experienced and the things that I needed to shift in order to yeah find some sense of quote-unquote normal in my new season and my new chapter of life and then also ensuring that how I was measuring myself was accurate and reasonable for where I was so what I'm going to share today is the reasons why I really needed to shift these things both internally and externally in order to navigate this new chapter of my life and then what it has opened up for me and what it has allowed for me since shifting those things and changing those things so I really hope that this is helpful for you and I think that these could actually apply in any kind of life transition any life shift that you are going through it doesn't have to be becoming a mother or a father or a parent it could be you know moving cities moving countries moving completely pivoting your career moving into a completely new level in your career moving into a new relationship moving into a new family dynamic any kind of big life transition I think that these could actually still be really useful for you so the reason I needed to shift these things for myself is because I couldn't measure myself based on where I was before I became a parent before I came into this chapter of my life I am not the same person I'm not the same Tash I at the way that our life is structured is not the same the way that we navigate time the way that we use time is not the same there is essentially very little that is quote-unquote the same or normal than our life pre-parenthood and some of that was I was prepared for of course some of that was a lot of that I wasn't I think there is this perception that like oh your baby will just fit into your life and you'll just carry on as normal where actually not really <laughs> there's a lot of things to help support a baby and their transition into the world that means that your life doesn't just carry on as normal but there are shifts and transitions that are needed from everyone and so a big part of that was recognizing that I couldn't continue to be the same version of myself that I was before this chapter before becoming a parent because I am not that same person and so if I continue to measure myself on who I used to be, on how I used to use time, on how I used to show up in my business, on how I used to work, on how I used to do or not do things, I found myself sitting, I found myself feeling like I was failing all the time because I didn't have the time available to me. I didn't necessarily have the, in, the consistency of energy uh, as much. I didn't have the level of maybe perceived control over my life as I did before and so I was finding myself just failing a lot of the time so that was one of the big reasons why I needed to do a huge overhaul in terms of how I show up in my work after a really big life transition like parenthood and as I mentioned the same thing can apply on a big transition for you whether that's career moving relationships etc 
and also how I show up and do things and what I now see as the top or the highest priority in my life has also shifted. Our priority doesn't always stay the same. Our priority in life is not always stagnant and also how we show up is not always the same or stagnant. That transforms and shifts and changes as we do. So all of these things were the reasons why I really need to do needed to do a huge overhaul and shift in order to be my most successful self in this chapter. So what are the things that I actually needed to shift? The first thing was my measure of success. So before I became a parent, a lot of my measure of success was like how much work was I doing? How much time was I spending in my office? How many things was I creating? Uh, how many clients was I working with? Uh, sure, revenue was a part of that, like how much money was I making? All of those things. And all of the things that I was doing, so very fixated on productivity, on the doing, all of those things. And I mean, something that I've been working on for the last seven years is how can I be more? How can I look at how I am in my life? And so that is something that is a consistent part of my practice. But ultimately, you know, I spent over 13 years in the corporate world. It's still very much part of how I show up. It's like, how many hours am I working? Um, and still seeing that as an element of success. But since coming back to work on even more restricted time in terms of when I'm able to work and show up in my business, my measure of success could no longer be the number of hours that I work. Instead, am I working on the right things right now to create the results that I want to create? So instead of trying to cram you know, as much working time into the days that I have where Kyle looks after Jake is actually instead measuring is what I'm working on the right things for me to work on. And it's taken probably six months to really anchor into that, to really get clear on what it is that I want to create, what that looks like, what is a really clear framework on what does it look like to bring that to life. That's taken six months. It's not something that just happened at, you know, the flick of my fingers of, yeah, I returned back to work. Everything is clear. No, it's taken a lot of time to reconnect back with myself, reconnect back with my business, you know, really get clear on how I want life to be in this chapter as a mom, as a new mom, while Jake is still young, while we're still, you know, really enjoying the time with him. And so... My measure of success right now is, are my needs being met financially? So is my business making enough money to meet our needs and ensure that we are doing the things that we want to do? Absolutely. Revenue still needs to be a part of that. However, the biggest measure of success is, am I working on the right things? And am I being focused on the right things in the time that I have for work? And then am I then present in the rest of my life when I'm not working? So really like all my all my success is no longer coming from the work that I do it is now coming more from working on the right things creating the best aligned results so that I can then be fully present and fully enjoy my life outside of my business even more so than before so that was the first one really measuring changing my measure of success and I'm going to do a whole episode on purely success measuring in different seasons and different chapters of life because what we define as success and what we measure as success 
is not the same throughout our whole life because we are not the same. So this is, was a huge one for me to really reevaluate and really reset for myself. The second thing that I needed to shift was the expectations of what I can actually do. <laughs> I do not have infinite time and I do not have infinite energy, energy to just do things when I want and how I want anymore. I need to be really, really intentional that what I am focusing my time on and what I am choosing to spend my time on is the things that are actually going to contribute to enjoying the life that we want to live and then also getting the things done that I that we need to get done. So, you know, I can't work a whole full day in my business and also, you know, make sure that all the laundry is done all of the time, make sure that the house is spotlessly clean, make sure that Jake is completely happy and, you know, that he's getting my full attention and my full presence and energy and have all of that expectation in one day. Absolutely not. Like I would be completely fried and burnt out. Instead, what I can do is make sure that the expectation that I have for myself of what I can achieve and what I can do is very reasonable for the time and energy I have available to me. So instead of I'm going to do as much as humanly possible in one day of work, I now go, what are the three critical things that I need to get done in my workday that absolutely make the biggest shifts in my business and help me to get the results that I want to get? Anything above that is... A nice to have is nice and great to get done but the top three things are the absolute critical that I do within my six to seven hour day and then I also make sure that I do energy filling activities so I go for a walk or if I've had a really rough night where Jake's maybe not had as restful a sleep that I have a nap because what that means is that when I then clock off from work so when I leave my office for the day I then have energy to then show up in the rest of my life so energy to show up with Jake or energy to you know have to cook dinner or whatever uh, the plan is with Kyle for the afternoon because my to-do list cannot be the same <laughs> before parenthood as it is after parenthood because again as I mentioned before where we're getting pulled, what we're being asked to do or not do is just not the same. So I've really, really, really had to make sure that what I'm actually expecting of myself is reasonable within the time I have and the energy that I have. And now my sleep is not directly of my own control. If Jake wakes up multiple times a night, you know, I don't just ignore him. We're extremely responsive. We respond when he uh, needs us. And so you know, my sleep isn't as isn't 100% within my control. So that means that I, you know, may not have the abundance of energy that I would like to have on a work day. So then what is reasonable for me to do within the energy I have available? And this is still something that fundamentally needs to change within, you know, corporate organizational structures, thinking that parents can show up the exact same way every single day you know, working as if they don't have children and then parenting as if as if they don't work, which is the, you know, big saying. Uh, but actually recognizing that parents don't have the same energy levels every single day with little children especially. So can we ensure that what we expect of them is reasonable and is actually critical to what actually needs to get done, not just get through your to-do list because your to-do list actually never ends. So I've had to really, really make sure that my expectations are extremely clear and extremely reasonable for this season. 
The next thing is having extremely clear objectives to then direct my priority. So this comes back to like this ties in really closely with my measure of success and my expectations is what am I actually trying to create? What are the results that I am trying to create and what is the life that I'm trying that I'm wanting to enjoy? And then what is the absolute priority number one? That is the first thing to get done. Once that is done, then what is priority number two? And then what is priority number three? We can't have multiple priorities at the same time. So what is the priority number one? When you're not clear on what it is that you want to do or what it is that you want to create, you'll spend a lot of time thinking you're doing a lot of stuff when really you're probably not doing much of anything. And so, you know, I've had to really pull it back and go, okay, well, what are the three objectives in my in my work every single quarter and everything that I do flows into those three objectives anything that doesn't flow into those three objectives doesn't get done it's not on the list and you can actually apply this into other areas of your life so you know if with family like what are you know the three objectives as a family that are top priority for this season for this quarter for this month for this half a year and then is everything that we're doing as a family is how we're spending our money is how we're spending our time are the decisions that we're making all supporting that objective all those objectives and this is already starting i've only just really solidified this in the last maybe week at the time of recording this And so I already feel an element of freedom (laughs) and an element of spaciousness purely from having really crystal clear objectives because now I know exactly how to plan my time and what I say yes and what I say no to. And Kyle and I are actually doing this as a family as well. Like what are the objectives for us in the season for the next few months that all the decisions that we're making are really aligned with that. And clear objectives can be, you can also look at this as like goals. So like, what are your clear goals for the next three months? You ideally don't want anything longer than three months. Three months is a a stretch of a time for your brain to really think about. So three months is a good amount of time, um, you know, to create like a bigger overarching goal. And then you can have smaller goals within each of the three months within that 90 days. And this will just help to realign so much of how you make decisions and just take a lot of pressure and paralysis off how you're spending your time, what you need to do and what you can say yes and what you can say no to. The fourth thing that I really needed to shift is actually giving myself a lot more compassion and grace because I'm not going to get it all done. I write my three most critical things (laughs) you know, on my work day and I will usually get two done. And I've really had to tell myself that is a huge success touch. Like that is huge. You've done two big items that are going to move you towards your goals. That's huge. That's a pat on the back and that's a proud moment. We are not conditioned to think of that as success because we didn't quote unquote get it all done. But here's the thing, it will never be all done because there will be another thing to put on the to-do list there'll be another task there'll be another goal there'll be another objective there'll be another thing that we're trying to do and achieve and if all we're ever trying to do is get to the end of that we're going to be chasing our tail and running our running around in circles and burning out so I've really had to teach myself that when I don't get it all done that doesn't mean anything about me all it means is that I didn't get it all done and that's fine 
I then reset, okay, based on what I didn't finish, what is then the top priority for my next working day? And then that's the first thing that I do. The bonuses, the extras, like, oh, getting a load of laundry done or, you know, maybe working on like a little passion piece for the business or something like that that isn't necessarily going to move make a huge dent in our objective or my objective that has no measure on how successful I was in the day because have if I had done that that would have just been a really nice thing to do it would have just been a nice extra to have so compassion and grace has become a huge ability for me to enjoy my time outside of work. It's really allowed me to, when I clock off from my computer and I go and take over, you know, from Kyle so that he can have time away from parenting and then I take over caring for Jake, I can be really present with Jake. I'm not constantly going, oh, I didn't finish this. I didn't do that. And I didn't do this. It's like, nope, I have you know, reset, I've looked at my list, I know what I'm going to work on on my next day. And so I can really just be closed off to, I can really be closed off to my to-do list and really just be present in where I am, you know, in that moment. And that is with Jake. And so that compassion and grace has just given me so much spaciousness, so much relief to enjoy my life because not everything is about work. And even if you're working full time, even if you're working for a boss or a manager, like sure, I have a bit more freedom because I work for myself. Also, it can feel a lot more stressful because I'm having to make all my own money. Uh, but even if you're working for you know, a manager or a boss, giving yourself grace that you're not going to get it all done is you know, a really huge part of not burning yourself out when you return back to work because the reality is, is that you're not going to get it all done as long as you get the most critical pieces done. And this is also a piece of communication to have with your manager about, well, what is absolutely critical and what are the things that need to be done? Like we I spoke about earlier, like what is the measure of success? What are the clear objectives? What are the expectations? And making sure that that's actually reasonable with where you are. And this isn't to say that for parents who are returning back to work, whether that's full-time or part-time, the expectation should be less than someone who isn't a parent. All it means is that the expectation is reasonable within the resources that you have available. So if you are returning back to work part-time, that you're not trying to do a full-time full -time job in part-time work hours. Like, absolutely not. And when I actually returned back to my business initially, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do all the things and all the hours that I was doing before parenthood within two days of work, which was absolutely ridiculous. And so this is where that communication is really important. It's acknowledging what the success is for this season and aligning the actions and the tasks for this season. And then the last thing that I really had to shift was I really had to have a support team in place. So this one has felt really challenging of really leaning into Kyle. So we don't have family who live close by. We don't, you know, have people, family that we can just drop in on and ask for help. So we've really had to be that for each other. And when I initially wanted to go back to work, I, you know, Kyle offered to drop two days of work a week on his side so that I could work two days a week. And that felt really uncomfortable to say yes to initially because I felt bad that he was having to give up time. But then that made me think of like, well, as the mother, why should I have to be the only person that gives up time? 
Like, why should I be the only person that gives up my job? And to mothers who want to give up their work to be full-time mums, absolutely, that's amazing. Like, that is so empowering for me personally. I want to have a blend of work and motherhood. That is what makes me the best version of me. And that gets to be okay as well. And when I actually allowed myself to have Kyle you know, give me that time. And, you know, since then he has just absolutely valued and loved and enjoyed the two days a week that he has with Jake. He just absolutely adores it. And it's actually made us both extremely better parents. It's made us both more successful, present, um, and just loving of life. And without fully allowing myself to be supported by him and for him to really lean into being a really equal co-parent you know in every in the everyday parenting of Jake I would not be able to blend the way that I do the way that I am making this work right now and this applies for you if you're returning back to work even if your partner works full-time what are other ways that you can bring support into your life what are other ways that you can allow support to come into your life and you know it doesn't necessarily have to be from your partner in terms of them reducing work hours or anything like that like are there other ways that you can be supported by friends by family and it may not be that they care for your child or you know do things you know things like that but what are other ways that they can offer you support where you feel held and seen and heard you know Kyle supports me in the sense that we both we run our household very equally but I have friends who offer support in really different ways. They're not here physically with me, but they create spaces where I can be heard and seen and really share and talk about and uh, unload a lot of the things that I'm feeling and carrying. And that is a huge support for me as well. So what are the ways that you can be supported after a big transition in your life so that you can really show up as your best? Support is the number one way that we feel connected to ourselves and also to other people so one we need to support ourselves with the things that we need and two we need to allow support to come in and also ask for support so that we can then show up as our best because the more supported that we are for ourselves the more supported that we are from others the more that we can be our best for ourselves and for others so those are the five things that i've really had to shift in order to be my best in this season of returning back to work as a parent and since I have done that it has made such a huge difference for me I'm still working on it I don't have it perfected and I don't think I ever will there'll be things that I need to check in with regularly things that I need to to make sure that I'm constantly aligning myself to but so far I have already noticed a huge difference it has allowed me to reconnect to my joy and the love of what I do. So it's allowed me to reconnect fully with my business and also reconnect so much more with motherhood, realizing that I can have it all. And it's about making, it's about understanding what all of it is for me. I am a believer that we can have it all. It's that having it all looks different for every single person. So I know what that looks like for me. And at the moment, I am creating that as best as I can day to day. It has allowed me to feel spacious and enjoy my time away from work and time that I am with my family, which I was explaining about before. Huge, huge, huge feeling of relief and joy in my life. 
It's also created simpler decision making. So the clearer my measure of success is, the clearer my, the more reasonable my expectations are and the clearer my objectives are of what I'm actually trying to do and create, the simpler my decision making has become. Not always easier because sometimes making the best decision isn't necessarily making the easy decision. However, it has made decision making simpler because I know that I know what it is that I'm trying to create. I know what it is that I want to feel. So is this, is doing this going to contribute to that? If not, we're not doing it. Is this going to move me away from that? If it is, we're not doing it. If it is going to make me feel more of that, then yes, let's do it because it fits in and it's going to create the experience that we want to have. So it's definitely made decision-making simpler, which who doesn't want flipping simpler decision-making? Come on. And lastly, it's also created a less mental load because I'm not the only one that's carrying everything. You know, Kyle and I have put in place, you know, lists and, you know, we've done financial planning together. We have created a lot of clarity around what does it mean day to day for us to run our home, to run our family, and what does it look like for both of us to show up in that way so that the mental load doesn't just fall on the mother because by default, that's generally what happens. Whereas we're both parents, we both live in this house, so the mental load needs to be equally shared between both of us. And I've done work with Michelle Weeks to understand what my mental load is so that then I can communicate what my mental load is and then how we can, how Kyle and I can then share that mental load together. And so that has, you know, created spaciousness within my own brain within my body and then also just created a bit more harmony within our home because we're understanding we're understanding of what each of us are carrying what each of us are doing who's going to do what and when and that's just made life feel a lot easier and a lot less stressful so that's what it's opened up for me which has just been an absolute game changer in what is the roller coaster of parenthood (laughs) yeah if you're a parent absolutely know what I'm saying if you're not a parent uh you know and you're going through big transitions in your life there's still stress there there's stress of moving cities starting new relationships ending relationships changing family dynamics you know all of those things all of that brings about uncertainty lack of control stress so all of these things that I've shared these five points that I've shared are going to be ways to support you through that transition and to help you show up as your best in that season so I'll just share again what are the five things that I shifted. So first was my measure of success, so reevaluating what success is for me in this season. Secondly, my expectations. So is what I'm expecting of myself and how I show up and what I do, is that reasonable for this season? Having really extremely clear objectives so that that directs my priorities, so that directs my decision making. What is it that I'm trying to create? What is it that I'm trying to, what is it that I want to feel? And so that everything that I do facilitates that. And if it doesn't, we don't do it. Having compassion and grace for not being able to do it all or not being able to get it all done. And that's okay. As long as I get the critical absolute priority things done, that is what matters. And then finally, having a support team. So really being willing to ask for support and accept support when it comes so that we can share the mental load and create more spaciousness and lightness in our life. Those are the five things that I've needed to shift when I return to work, when I return to my business. And I hope that they are helpful for you to think about and, you know, that 
if you have recently returned back to work or even if you've returned back to work years ago but you're still finding yourself struggling to find that blend and that balance between working and living i hope that these offer some food for thought some things that maybe you can rejig within your thinking maybe reset and i hope that they help you transition through this next season so let me know what you think let me know if any of these resonate with you i would really really love to hear and i look forward to sharing the next episode with you Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, Tash Peterson. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible. Thank you.